Welcome back to Building Better Basketball, the Basketball Australia Coaches Podcast. I'm Neil Gray, Community Coach and Volunteer Development Manager for Basketball Australia. Today's guest is our first ever return guest. JP Nairburn is a world-renowned leadership coach, sport consultant, and the visionary founder of TOC, a leading global sports consulting and coaching business. With an accomplished career as a professional basketball coach spanning over a decade, JP has solidified his expertise in team culture, drawing from his extensive background and knowledge, and most importantly, has a new book out that I've been lucky enough to read called The Sports Parent Solution. I don't promise that JP and I will be able to give you the solution today, but hopefully we'll give you some ideas and you like what you hear and get straight on and get your own copy of the book. JP, for the second time and the first time I'm ever saying this, welcome back to Building Better Basketball. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, it's awesome to be here and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Can you share, and I... I toyed about in my head how to word this question because I hesitate to word use the word favorite. Let's go with powerful story of parent confrontation and the subsequent outcomes that you um, talk about in the book. Yeah, I mean, I've, there's there's actually a lot of really powerful moments in my coaching that helped shape my perspective that involve a parent. And I, I think the one that you're you're probably pointing a little bit towards that is really why this book is here today, and not maybe a couple of years later when I initially planned to to write it. I mean, I, I my last book, The Culture System, I had so much material in the framework of building culture, establishing, supporting, and enforcing culture that I, that outlined in that book. So much material that was geared towards parents. I said, I have to just pull it all aside and put it in a separate book. And I'd planned to write that a few years later, but something happened around the time of the release of the book. I was contacted by a parent who seven years prior to that, there was an incident I had coached this parent's son for four years. I had a great relationship with the parent, the son, but there were, I ended up disciplining that son. He, he sat on a practice because he was late, which was a, it was a team standard at the time. And it wasn't, anything that the player argued about, like we just knew that was a standard. He didn't have a good reason. He, he overslept, shouldn't have done it. And he stayed and was engaged in practice and cheered the team on. But as I was pulling away out of the parking lot, this, this dad, all of a sudden son was not in the car. He just pulled his car right in front of me. And I ended up having driving off the side of the road. Um, and he got out and just laid into me and ripped me. And we were at a low point in our season. We had been struggling to get wins but everything else was going really well culturally and this was a period in my coaching journey i need to let listeners know is that i was going through some radical transformation and how i was leading and how was i was acting and showing up for my team and i'd worked really hard as a leader as well as you know was going through some family challenges you know with my wife's changing jobs and moving states and being away from my wife and my kids during that period of time but was committed to finish out the season, but this dad just ripped me. And that was really emotional for me. And I wrote about that in my previous book, The Culture System. But anyways, published the book, The Culture System. And also I get this text from this dad and he just says, hey coach, been a while. Just want to let you know that I think about you often and I'm talking about you often every time, you know, people bring up sports and and me and other, my friends are talking about our kids sporting careers. I always say you're the best coach my son ever had. And not only that, 
I appreciated your impact on me. You didn't just help my son become a better you know, man. And you, you taught me how to be tough, but also respectful and kind. And I, I definitely struggled as a dad when it came to holding my son accountable. It was a message to essentially, you know, there's a few other things in there, but it was a message that just took me by surprise, obviously, because I hadn't heard it from this dad in forever. But I, I up to that point, I always believed like I had an impact. I could impact athletes, but, and I knew that if I really want to impact athletes, that I needed to work with the most important influence in their life, their parents. I started to realize that. And that's obviously why I was gearing up to write this book. But this text, you know, blew me away because I said, holy crap, I, I actually impacted this father. Like I had an influence on this father's parenting. He, he, he looked at the way that I was leading these young men and it impacted him. And so it was, it was a total game changer for me to realize that my own example, my influence did not just extend to my athletes, but extend to my athletes' families. And so I felt compelled to start writing the book pretty soon after that. Did the, do you think the dad will read the book? You know, it's funny. I, after that, I said, Hey man, I got a book. <laughs> you got to check out. <laughs> I sent him a copy of the culture system and uh, he sent me a really, really nice message, you know, months later, just saying how much he appreciated the, the book. So um, I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll spare him this one, but uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I think that's a, that's obviously uh, a unique example to you and, and probably extreme in regards to the, the car and having to come off the road. But I think the the concept of being bailed up by a parent, either as you're walking out of the gym or even like in the supermarket or something like that, when you're just out doing your shopping or in the coffee shop is something that probably plenty of our uh, listeners have experienced, at least at some point in their coaching journey. The yeah, there's, there's definitely like, or we've gotten it in their email inbox or there's been the yeah. text message. I, I've gotten a few drunk voicemails left at, at different <laughs> periods of times. So like everyone's got some, some horror stories uh, from, from sports parents, you know, sadly. <laughs> I really wonder if like the father has like, obviously that had a impact on you because you were so invested in the team and, everything like that and then the, all this time's gone past and you can still remember that and then this dad has messaged you out of the blue I, i'd love to know whether in his mind he's just like that's a distant memory that he barely remembers because it was so in the moment and reactionary for him that he had to get it out and then he's kind of just as time's gone past he's forgotten about it or whether he's now still remembers it and is just too embarrassed perhaps to to bring it up it's it would it would be fascinating to know but we'll we can we can draw our own conclusions i suppose well i don't really know how much guilt or embarrassment he lives with but i i, I do know that shortly after that incident and, and it was painful for me i, I i'm not going to deny that but shortly after I, I had a conversation with his son i just said hey i, I your dad was really upset the other day and He's really bothered and you know by you being sent out of practice like is everything okay and he said well i'm okay he says but my dad's not my dad actually lost his job four weeks prior okay and my mom my mom kicked him out of the house two weeks ago and i'm really not talking to him anymore and that that really hit me in that moment and it was a lesson that man 
parents are people and they got stuff going on in their lives like we all do and people do things because of who they are and what they're going through not because of who we are hmm. and, and i took that very personally and it's hard to not take you know a moment like that personally but it, it helped me to reframe incidents in with sports parents and just in life in general that when people do things that often hurt us or say things, it's, it's, it's sometimes it hasn't anything to do with, do with us, you know, and that guy was going through a lot of pain. So in the book, you emphasize the importance for coaches of not only seeking feedback, but when it comes and embracing it and using it in the right way. Can you touch a little bit about how that concept applies to not only coaches, but also parents and what, benefits you've seen that can arise from having a culture of open communication in youth sports? Well, if, if we're having a partnership, you know, and, and, and we're working with someone else, whether it's two athletes on a team, two coaches on a coaching staff or a coach and a parent, right. Um, or a coach and an athlete, like th there needs to be feedback like we need to be able to speak truth to each other or, or we need to be able to share our truth or our perspective and we need to be able to do that in a way that's respectful uh, and that the other person has a good chance of listening and taking it in so i think you know effective feedback loops are, are critical to any partnership or relationship what i would say in my experience is the relationship often comes before the feedback though and so if i look at moments where parents have given me feedback there's a moment in particular that I, that I often talk about in my own journey as a coach where a father had built a relationship with me got to know me as a person we would talk about things other than basketball other than the team you know he, he'd ask me about my family like there was gen he genuinely seemed to care and be interested in me as a human being but then one day came years later where his he had observed certain things in my coaching and he wanted to give me feedback. So he called a, me a meeting. He sat me down and said, JP, I know your heart. I know what you're trying to do with these kids. And I know, you know, all these things you have on the wall here, the, you know, who you want them to be, but that doesn't match up with what I see on the sidelines. That doesn't match up with what I'm hearing you're saying and practices and the locker room, your behavior is volatile. You're blowing up all the time. You're really emotional. You talk about self-control and poise and discipline. And yet you're not that example for our, our sons. And that really hit me hard. And I was embarrassed. And prior to that, anytime like a parent would give me feedback, I think a lot of times me and my staff would just blow it off. Like, oh yeah, there you go. Parents, you know, just giving out about things, you know. But this one hit me because I had a relationship with that guy. And so I respected what he said. And so it's the same with us as coaches giving parents feedback. If we don't establish the relationship and partnership, if we don't do things on the front end, then we'll never really speak into it. But once we do that, then we can. And I talk about that in the, the, the last part of my book about get, going in there and being able to give parents feedback and share, hey, this is what I'm seeing. What do you think of that? You know, just and, and, and really share our observations with curiosity without judgment. You know, almost like I, I'm seeing this or I'm hearing you know, rumors that you're really unhappy or that you're kind of talking to other parents or talking about the program, or I see you kind of blown up in the stands, the referees. And, you know, like, it doesn't seem like it's in line of our about with our values or who we want to be here as a program, but what do you think? And so, but 
those types of conversations, when I, when I talk to coaches about that, they're like, Holy, there's no way I could ever do that. I'm like, yeah, without a relationship, I wouldn't be doing that, you know? So we have to be building relationships with parents um, to be able to, to really create those feedback loops. So with the, with feedback, whenever you receive it, whether it's from someone that like in your example, you really trust or someone that you, you might not know that might just be kind of passing through your life. A lot of it comes down to the mindset that you as, as a coach have. And, and in the book, you talk about the concept and this was something that really resonated with me is something that we see a lot in community coaches who have coaching as a as a path in their life but it's not like their main path there of their job and their family and everything like that so you talk about inward mindset versus outward mindset and how important it is for coaches and parents to try and adopt an outward mindset and the effect that that can have on not only their experience but most importantly the the overall sports experience for the athletes that they're working with yeah, like that inward is where I see the parent as either an obstacle to, you know, it just creates difficulty for me or they're the vehicle. Although the parent that's in my corner and they just, they agree with what everything I say and they'll help make my life easier. If we're outward, we see them as a person. We see them with a person with needs, challenges and objectives just as legitimate as our own. And so when we see the, the parents as people, when, you know, they give us feedback, we don't disregard that. We might say, hey, you know what? They might be wrong about that, but that's still their perspective. That's the way they see things. That's the way they feel. Same with an athlete. Like an athlete can be wrong that we don't care about them. I don't feel you care about me as an athlete. I don't feel like you value me because I don't play. Well, that could be wrong. We actually do have care for that athlete. We do value their their role in the team. But we can't disregard that the fact that they feel that. We need to say, well, that's their reality. And so their reality is part of my reality. It affects the, 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 the reality of my team. It affects how we do. So I have to engage with that to say, okay, what can I do in my part to help them feel valued, to help them feel appreciated? Same with parents, right? So they're the story, the narrative they create around that. We, we need to listen and learn from that and use that as information to help us to make us more effective as a leader. I probably don't have a lot of parents in my, and, and, and most coaches shouldn't have a lot of parents that allow the feedback to really affect some of their core principles and non-negotiables, right? I think the way that we shape our identity as a coach, our core principles, our values, those should be malleable and those should change as we learn more about ourselves, we, we grow. But the people that are impacting that are our closest mentors, our closest people within our closest circle. But outside of everything else that we do, we're, we're shaping, we're changing, we're saying, hey, how can I meet these people where I'm at? And so we have to listen to that feedback and, and, and recognize that, you know, they're, they're a person as well in all of this. So what the... With the outward mindset, we've talked there about how coaches can display that outward mindset, both to their players, but also to the parents. But in the book, you give some really good examples of situations where 
due to actions that the coach or the team or the uh, club or, or in the case we're about to talk about high school have facilitated, it's actually led to a change of mindset in the parents. So the example I'm, I'm talking about is uh, in the parent experience book, you talked about a situation at Groveton High School where they've created events like parent appreciation nights and that's contributed to that positive relationship between coaches and parents because it's it's led those parents to create that outward mindset. Can you just explain a little bit about, I guess, what Groveton did and, and how that kind of all flowed together? Yeah, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to get everybody to see each other as people and build those connections, right? So to build that, help others to see each other outwardly. And what we did with Grovetown is something we've done with a lot of programs and it looks a little bit different in every, every team, every organization. I mean, at a basic level, we want people to get to know each other's names and get to know who each other are and, and learn about each other. And, and so, you know, we, we tried that in a lot of different ways over the years, but what we landed on was simply let's, let's just help them to connect through the game itself. And so we started bringing parents in. And early, oftentimes, a lot of the teams, the high school teams, youth teams would have a parent meeting early on. We said, okay, we can do that. And we've, we've got some really intentional and great stuff that we might do with that and some team building activities, you know, that, that just would be natural that coaches like to do with their team. But one of the coolest things that we do at Grovetown and, and we've done in other places is we have the parents participate in a practice. And it doesn't matter what age group you have or what sports you have. You know, there's certain drills, certain activities you can do and incorporate. And sometimes we have the athletes running the practice, designing the practice and coaching the parents. Other times we had the parents helping out the coaches and hopping in different drills and, you know, doing passing and you know, different things like that. So, um, and sometimes they're fully immersed in, in some segment of practice and maybe there's a little bit of a fun scrimmage or a shooting game, stuff like that. And that's kind of what we did at Grovetown. We just had the in that situation, the the athletes, the leaders of the team ran the practice, got out there, the parents were competing against each other with the kids, and they were laughing, they're sweating, and they're having a blast. And I, I still remember I had given a workshop, a facilitated workshop for the parents uh, and the athletes prior to that practice. And everyone was really feeling it. Like it was a good vibe in that workshop, except one dad, this dad was like having none of it. Here I'm talking, you know, we're trying to really talk about how sports can help bring, you know, us together and what we got to keep it in perspective and keep first things first. And this dad, you know, just your grumpy face in the front of the room. And I'm like, he doesn't want any of this. But man, he he have fun in that parent practice. And he came up to me after that parent practice. He said, man, I got to tell you what, I, I wasn't really buying what you were selling there, but I haven't had this much fun with my son playing basketball in years. He's like, I think you might be right. We got to get back to making sure that this sport's bringing us closer together, not just becoming about the results every time they get in the car or they get home. And so that was really cool to see that experience, you know, transform his mindset just even towards his son. Yeah. Cause I think that like, that's an area that we haven't even touched on 20 plus minutes into the podcast. We've talked about, coach to athlete, coach to parent, parent to coach. But we haven't really talked about the the closing of that triangle of parent to athlete as well, which as we all know, that 
car journey home is often an area where all context is lost and focus is narrowed in on uh, make or miss, perform or fail, that kind of thing. So all, all the kind of messages that the coach has been giving the athlete can be diluted down into the perception that comes from watching from the bleachers and not really understanding. So yeah, any way that that kind of barrier can be broken down. And we talk about it lots in terms of how you can involve parents without over involving them. Um, and one of the most powerful uh, sections in your book, and I don't want you to give them all away, but you outlined the five most common parent coach conversations that happen. Can you briefly elaborate on, on that and and give your kind of top tip or, or strategy for coaches on effectively navigating and managing those discussions with parents? Yeah, I don't think they're the five most common. I think they're the five that we really, uh, that I want, you know, and I think at the end of the day, we talk a lot about and coaches, well, hey, these are the things I won't talk about, you know, and, and sometimes we communicate and set those boundaries, which is important. But we're really working to create open lines of communication so that we can support the athlete and help any issues that come up with the parent be addressed. And so I think all of us as coaches should say, should, should communicate, whether it's by email on a meeting or on a one-on-one -on -one conversation, we should communicate to all the parents in our program. These are the conversations I want to have. Now, which conversations you, you decide on, that's up to you. The ones that I would say, one is if something's up with your kid, like if they're coming home, they're miserable, they're not enjoying the sport, or they are struggling with their mental health, right? Something like that. Secondly, something's up at home, you know, don't need to know all the details, but if the family's going through some, a tough time and it would be helpful for me to support the child, then I'd like to know that. Thirdly, I really want to know if I do something that changes your opinion of me as a person. You can think I'm a bad coach. That's okay. Yeah, I'm sure you'll question my decisions. But if I do something that goes against like my values and you say, man, like he's actually a bad person or he... I can't believe that he did that. He, he does, he hates my kid or something like that. Like, I want to know about it. Fourthly, I want to like, you don't have to agree with me, but if you don't understand why your child is not playing and it really bothers you, I'm open to that conversation. Yes. I want to have it with the, ch the, the, the child or the athlete before the parent. But I, I also know that there's just certain parents that are just stewing in it. And that's kind of like my fifth one. If I, if there's anything really just that's bothered a parent for a really long time, that some things will come up, give it a few, you know, 24 hours, you're still bothered by something and you need to get off your chest. I'd rather you come to me than you give it to your son or your daughter, or you staying in the stands, like just, just let's just sort this out, you know? And, and I, I really feel like over the years, the things that parents have gotten frustrated with me about, like they could have been resolved with just a conversation. And the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh man, you're just inviting so much problems. Like, no, you actually put eliminate most of your problems. And the walls that we build with parents that a lot of coaches build, no matter how high we build them, the crazy parents will still find a way to get over. <laughs> or under so them, it doesn't really, or through them. Or under, yeah, they'll find a way. So it doesn't really matter, you know, like, what it does is for the well-intentioned parents, it makes them feel like, oh, coach does care. And this is a partnership. I think that's, yeah, 
the old telco adverts of it's good to talk the even in the era of text messages and social media and and tweets and dms and whatsapp groups and everything like that if you can have a conversation even a 30 second conversation can often provide context and i can't even remember i think it was in in cody royal's latest book he was talking about there's this quote from way way back where it's actually some people just want to be heard and then once they're heard then the the problem itself isn't a problem so much they just want the ability to say it to someone that will acknowledge what they've said and then you move on past that so often that's parents i find yeah absolutely Uh, jp we could honestly go on for a double the length of time we haven't even touched on so a few areas that i encourage people to go out and and buy the book so in in australia the easiest way to get it i think currently is on amazon um and you can get it within 24 hours so the sports parent solution by jp nerban the areas that we haven't even touched on jp that i encourage our listeners to go out pick up the book and and send us their thoughts you talk about effective communication with parents during the season you talk about um three steps that you can how you can when you know a hard conversation is coming with the parent how you can begin to engage them in that process because that's often the hardest and, and scariest thing for a coach to do as well and then enforcing those boundaries that we've talked about there are you've spoken about in the podcast how you it's important to be open and share and bring everyone in under the tent but then there's also times when boundaries are needed and how that can be enforced as well so i encourage everyone to go out and read it the sports parent solution jp not only thank you so much for writing it thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being so open and talking about it and you will forever be the first two-time guest on building better basketball. <laughs> Thank you, man. Well, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you, you know, pushing this book out here. I mean, I think it's, it's such an important message right now or approach that we need to be taking as coaches. If we really care about our athletes, if we really care about their development and we really care about their mental health, we need to be engaging and working with the number one in, influence in their life and that's their parents so appreciate you allowing me to just to share with your listeners thanks jp and thanks everyone that will be our last episode for 2023 and we'll be back with some new ones in 2024 so have a great christmas and new year with your families and your teams and we'll see you on the other side